Hello and welcome to episode 115 of Ready to Mosh. I'm Gem G and with me as always, the wolf to my pack, Mr Kev P. That is exactly what I would have used for the intro if I had to do it. Really? Yeah. Great mind. Mm. And that's wolf, not wool. <laughs> yeah, not a random east out there. Emmerdale Ford? Emmerdale, I don't know. Yeah. Can you tell we don't watch soaps? Anyway, so today we've got another guest interview for you. We are chatting with Dan from Thrasher Wolf. So Thrasher Wolf are a band who've been on our radar for probably just over a year. I think they were a ready to me- ready to mesh. They were a ready to mosh recommendation. Start of 2023, I think. Yeah, possibly before then. Could have been. Around about that time. So, you know, we've known about them a little while. We saw Thrasher Wolf a couple of times last year, which you'll hear more about in the interview, along with Dan starting to feel a little bit better after the last time we saw him. Yes, and lots more, I guess. So here it is. Okay, so on today's episode, we're joined by Dan from Thrasher Wolf. How are you doing, Dan? Hey, guys, how are we doing? Yeah, we're good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure. Really happy to be here. So I've got a really interesting question for you now. Oh, okay, right. Get ready, After... Get ready. <laughs> After the last time I saw you, how bad was the hangover? Oh, that. Right. Um, a very, very interesting story after that, as a matter of fact. Um, my, my body is starting to uh, repel against me. Uh, I can't really go mad anymore. I'm not even 30 yet. Uh, so I'm really having to cut back on the drink. I can't even eat like I used to, to be honest. So I'm having to really sort of sort out my lifestyle. I'm working out a lot now. Um, so uh, so <laughs> I remember getting in the cab going back to Liam from Hellfected's place. And that was the last thing I remember until I woke up in Chris's sleeping bag on a camping bed. And I I, I woke up, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I was like, something's not right here. And, like, and this is a, a good idea of mine, actually with my mother's, but I'm not going to, you know, it, it's mine now. I, I keep a bag, or like, a, a, like loads of bags in my jacket pocket in case I need to chunder. you know i I feel like if you're gonna chunder make it a chunder in your own bag you know what i mean like not other people but uh, i ended up waking up oh something's not right here prepare the bag prepare the bag and so it's right next to me i'm fine i lay back down i'm like right let's try and ride this out no it's not gonna happen and the entire kebab came up so did the desperado and for the next six hours I was in their kitchen, throwing up into the into the toilet, into bags and stuff. But do you want to know the worst part? The actual mortifying nail in the coffin was that I had a date that day. <laughs> so I was so I was driving driving back, uh, or say driving back. It, like the date she was in like a town on the way back to London in Aylesbury. So I was driving down to Aylesbury, and it was just as I got to Aylesbury, I realised, oh my god, I left the chunder bag in the kitchen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so you can imagine the message I get from Chris, Chris and Liam the next day. Oh, I've done that's proper nasty. Oh god! I mean, Liam was pissing himself, but I, I owe Chris a few drinks. <laughs> Say it that way. Smells fucking rancid. What the fuck? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, 
it was a, a hell of an effort you put in that night. It's got to happen, man. It's got to happen. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to let go and just see where the night takes you. In which case, my my night took me into the back. Okay, we'll move on from that then. So, um, <laughs> the band then. So you started in about 2019, the band formed. How did you actually all get together? Well, officially, we started 2019. Uh, unofficially, I'd say we started about 2017. I mean, just for official purposes, and um, because the new shirts will be released very soon. Uh, new logo, yeah. Exactly. We got the, the like the uh, the new logo with all like the, another biker thing going around it. Massive version of that on the back as well. Can't see it, but not, you know you get the idea. Um, we officially started in 2019, but unofficially in 2017 when I was just getting some random friends together and and you know in literally this very room, just like had a amp propped up against the wall, getting people around, just jamming a few things. I always used to love writing songs and um and sort of taking influence from say the masters of my craft you know exodus slayer metallica like uh or some of the lesser known ones like like lazarus ad who i absolutely adore you know even though they're not around anymore uh so i used to invite them around used to write the songs get all the tabs written out we used to have, get all around like start practicing properly we had electric electric drum kit over over in um over in that corner over there where all my gig stuff is now currently kept uh that was a death trap that electric drum kit but he the the drummer used to be my biological brother who uh who had to who left the band in 2020 i think was it 2021 no it was just before our gig back after covid which was coldville metal invasion 2020 i think it was 22 i think anyway um but yeah, it, it just sort of evolved from there. I realized that the people who I invited around couldn't play a note from, <laughs> from anything else. So of course, I fired them and I got better musicians in. And and I, I was sort of like the really sort of proper dedicated one, the one who really stuck at it. Uh, I remember playing, writing every single chance I got. And of course, as you write, you get better as a guitarist. You sort of get better at, at, at your uh, your craft. And you know, don't get me wrong, I've still got a ways to go. But you know, I I like to think I'm at least getting there getting to a level where i can i can uh i can bring thrasher wolf and put it onto the next level as well um i, I deliver performance so that, that helps me um yeah i ended up finding jack on backix.com or i think either that would join my band.com anyway but let's just say the vortex was his rehearsal song and if that doesn't fill you with dread i don't know what what will but uh, he came along. We got a couple of open mic nights and uh, I think a gig at a university or something. It they didn't feel like Thrasher Wolf really, and that's why I'll I'll always say to this day that Thrasher Wolf wasn't truly born until we started gigging in 2019, which was at the New Cross Inn in uh, in London. So talking about sounds as well, what made you go for the sound that you have? Is it all those influences from before? Uh, it's a bit of a mix, really. Uh, all those influences before, it, and the sort of thrash I make, it, it's got a variety, I'd like to say. You know, we, we do ballads, we do slower, chunkier songs, we do the faster, uh, old-school stuff, and we do modern thrash along with it. You'll hear all that in the second album as well. 
from um, I'm just going to name drop the songs here from the new ballad, which is called Haunted. Uh, deep PTSD sort of um, it's like it's like ruins, but it explores a concept that you can't really put into words. Uh, in this, this essence, it's like uh, a survivor, survivor's guilt and PTSD, um, just, just sort of wrapped up in this in this ballady package. And the like the longer epic things like uh, Scream Till Death and Inside the Sickened Mind, which will be the ones that I sort of really want to push dramatically, thematically, uh, in terms of like the theatrical essences of it. Uh, the shorter, chunkier ones like GBH and the which we already do play live, which people have taken to very, very nicely. Uh, but yeah, but it was just a mix of the, the the legends that I listened to, all the stuff that I love. And it it's the sort of thrash that makes me feel alive when I play it, when I write it. I love it. And you had a busy year last year. Were there any particular highlights from that? Well, I'd like to say the uh, the end of the year was a definite highlight for us. Um, like the beginning of the year was very, I, I thought, quite slow. Uh, but then, of course, we, we got to play Mangata Fest, which was an awesome one. I, I honestly loved to play that. I'm hoping they'll have us back on the main stage at some point. Because it, uh, it it looked magnificent when we were standing on the standing on the balcony, but um, the red room was wicked as well. <laughs> um, we got to play the Evil gig at the very end, which was, I mean, don't be wrong, it was a it was a very cool gig. But as an opener, it was a difficult one to sort of open because I know you guys sort of mentioned it in the podcast before, but it it, it was usually when we're on stage and we ask people to do things it there's an immediate response and it happens even at a gig where it's a bit more personal and there aren't so many people you'll as soon as i do that they know exactly to start spinning they know to get that vortex started if i if i tell them to do that they split the room and they just do it and like it's magical when it happens when it doesn't it is a bit jarring you can't let it show you just get on with it but it, uh, maybe it was just because they were there for Evile and like Evile only, really. But uh, that sort of, they, they were good. They were banging their heads. They were like really giving it some, but like, of course, they just didn't want to move. <laughs> they were like frozen in place. It was, uh, it was, it was odd, but I, I felt like we gave it our all. I felt like it was a still a good show and a good performance. And um, I still consider that one of the top gigs of the year. Uh, we also started headlining a lot more last year as well, having our own sort of headline slots. Shrewsbury was definitely one to uh, to mention, one run by Kieran Scott, uh, who's uh, in, I think, Ashen Reach and Death Collector. Uh, wicked guy, honestly, he's awesome. Uh, it was Albert Shedd in Shrewsbury. Devil's Henchman and Visitor were, were, um, were supporting us. And from the very get-go, you could tell it was just the crowd who wanted to be there to have fun. That venue wasn't really really made for heavier sort of stuff, but they're sort of turning it around and making it more of a versatile venue. And you, you could tell just as soon as you got there, everything just felt right. You know, the people were turning up. There were more and more people. There were people crowd surfing and mushing. And Ray was up standing on top of the bar doing the bass stuff in GBH. I didn't even expect that. I was just there, like doing my stuff in GBH, and all, or was it like the, one of the final songs or something? And I'm, I'm looking up, I'm like, "What, Ray? Get down from there! We'll get billed. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it! Stay up there is awesome." Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that was definitely a highlight of the year. I love the, uh, I love the, 
uh, Albert Shed. I want to go back there soon. Well, the um, when you played the Red Room at Mangata, we were, I think that was the first time we saw you guys. And that room was absolutely heaving and everybody was going for it. Yeah, I was very happy with that. It was sort of one of our first proper like festival experiences. Because other than, uh, say, Altfest or, or Coldville Metal Invasion, which, again, we've always had a good turnout for. Um, this was our first sort of outside festival and uh, and like massive props to Laura Pearson for putting it on and Mangata, the guys at Mangata Promotions. I love those guys. They're fantastic. Hi, guys, if you're listening. Um, have us on the main stage at some point. Who said what? Uh, <laughs> um, no, it was a proper festival experience. We were really happy with the turnout. Uh, like People were moshing. Was, like, it, it felt good to play there. Um, uh, really hope we can do it again. Fantastic experience. Yeah, I, th- I think the difference between that and the Eval gig was, I think it was the age. Like, the the point, average actually. age for the Eval gig was a hell of a lot higher than the average age for Mangala. This is true. I did get we did get the like the people come up to us at the merch stand afterwards and be like, oh, that was a wicked show. Oh, we wish you were playing Stone Dead this year because you know we all know how Stone Dead went. I mean, love the festival, but uh, you know, we didn't win. <laughs> a, a decision I I really don't understand. Yeah, well, we voted. Um, some, yeah, we yeah we voted for you guys. <laughs> honestly, we we really appreciate that. Honestly, but uh, some of the bands they they had. On on that um, on that heat, probably had like hundreds of thousands of followers on, say things like YouTube and what have you. So they probably put a video out and it went mega. So I, I can understand how it how that happened. But um, every year we try for Stone Dead, we get a lot of growth. So it's always a big plus anyway. So um, we we want to keep going with the whole moniker of bring thrash to Stone Dead because I hope that's going to become like a, a little. If we end up do playing Stone Dead. It'd be nice to keep that as a little slogan, you know. So, with the festivals, obviously, you know, you've played a lot of festivals. You already mentioned Mangata, uh, Old Fest. What's kind of been a standout? And has there been any sort of difference in the setup between the festivals? Hmm. Right. So, we've played Thrashchester before. We're actually on the lineup for Thrashchester this year. Every time we head up to Thrashchester, it's a good time. The 0161 know how to party that's <laughs> always been the thing we've known when we've gone up to manchester or that sort of way um is the, the crowds have always been immense they've always done oh the entire room is just up in an absolute chaotic uproar um but in terms of how things have been sort of set up i haven't really noticed that much of sort of a sort of a difference it's it's hard-working people working for our working for a good cause whether it's a charity festival, because we've done a few of those before, uh, like Sarcoma Fest or um, or or, uh, or the one for Monkey Paws, Dogtalica. Uh, it's it's always been pretty much good people, good cause, good bands. Let's get a show going and see how it how it turns out. Okay, so just wanted to talk about the trifecta as well that you have with Blacklist and Hellfected. How did that all start? Right. So I I think they were already talking about it behind the scenes when uh, Thrasher Wolf sort of joined into one of the chats. Uh, the, the sort of figureheads of the three bands have always been quite good friends anyway. Like I've known Liam for a good 10 years now. Um, 
yeah, roughly about roughly about nine, ten years. It's been a long time. Wow. I feel old now. Um, uh, I know they haven't no Tyler quite as long, but um, I've we've I think we've all got quite a quite a close friendship going with each other, and we thought, you know, what we're all three rising thrash metal bands. Uh, I feel like instead of going separately and just doing things on our own, if we band together and we we take it somewhere, we reckon we could really make a make a good brand out of this. And and I feel like it has. I feel like each corner of the country really. Uh, well, the country's scene really knows the trifecta, knows what we're about, knows just how we operate. Uh, I think it was actually Neil from UK Thrashers who came up with the original sort of branding, the original logo. Um, so I, I feel like it was a, a mix of, say, the, the three bands coming together and, and Neil. And then obviously we were well, we've unearthed at the time and we all just sort of pushed it, did tours together, did loads of shows together. And um, and although Unearthed is gone now, the trifecta is still here and it's still powerful and it is still going to be doing a lot more shows uh, in the coming years. Another thing I want to know is who designs the artwork? Because the I think it was the artwork for Thousand Eyes ah. is absolutely incredible. The artwork for Thousand Eyes uh, we got done. I I like to do little sketches. So whenever I have like an album cover idea, I just get a big pad out and I do like a concept sketch or something. I sent a concept sketch of that that guy you see in the Thousand Eyes artwork, sat down at the computer what, with, the, with the screens all around him. And I was like, it's like a rudimentary form. I sent it to this guy called Dimitri or, uh, or Zeming Watcher, as he likes to be called. Uh, Ukrainian guy, absolutely magnificent artist. And I sent it to him and he was like, yeah, I absolutely love this concept. Let's get it sorted. And like that, within about five days, he'd sent me this this amazing piece, literally for 150 quid. This is this this is the sort of artwork you'd usually be expecting to pay someone like Dan Goldsworthy something about oh, for about five or six hundred hundred quid for, you know. And this guy was doing it for about 150. I found him on DeviantArt of all places i mean it's not always the safest website deviantart as we all know but you know it was i was searching for artists and i thought you know we're better to find artists than a place without art so i i took the the dive into the deep dark web <laughs> and i was like right let's do this and the um we ended up getting him commissioned for another piece as well which everyone will see soon once we begin the campaign for the second album let's just say with what is going on in that picture, I want to make some 3D models, <laughs> yeah, get them set up because it will, it will, it, oh my God, the artwork is, is insane. Uh, unfortunately, though, we, since everything started over there, we lost contact with the guy. So I'm really hoping he's okay. If you're watching this evening, let me know you're okay, but <laughs> honestly, I, I want you to be okay. Your artwork is fantastic. We love you, man. Okay, it's time for the quick fire round then. God, bring it on. <laughs> okay then first one is what's your pre-gig ritual practice <laughs> lots and lots of practice or no, no, no just just a, just a lot of practice pacing up and down and then practice what's your favorite smell smell the smell of freshly cooked crumpets oh that's a that's a new one we've not had that yeah that's a good one. crumpets are absolutely 
God tier. <laughs> I would be happy to be caught in the crumpocalypse. <laughs> What's your favourite film? Favourite film? Uh, Snatch. Oh, okay. Interesting choice. Any, anything by Guy Ritchie, I'm pretty much a fan of. Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch. And uh, I think he's got a new one coming out soon, eh? I think he has anyway. But yeah, Snatch. Amazing film. What are your favourite crisps? Oh, that is a that is a question and a half, man. I can often be found with a tube of Pringles in my hand. Any particular flavour? Depends on what I'm eating, really. I feel like they're a good addition. They're like an additive. If I'm not like, having a sandwich and I'm putting like crisps in a sandwich, it will be like salt and vinegar. Yeah. You know what? I'll go for salt and vinegar. What was the last song you listened to? Mmm, that was on the way home. What was the last song I listened to? I think it was The River Runs Dry by Thunder. That's it. I love Thunder to death. One of the best British rock bands this country has ever seen. What is your favourite pizza topping? Mm, sausage. Good solid choice. Mm. If you're a ghost, who would you haunt? Hmm. Gene Simmons. <laughs> Excellent choice, yeah. <laughs> Just so I can poltergeist the hell out of his house. <laughs> and he's, he's already got his own coffins, hasn't he? So he can. Uh... I could probably lock him inside one. Do the one <laughs> if you could banish one song from the face of the earth, what would it be? Oh, that song that came up in the first 10 years of the millennium. Oh, was it? That's not my name. I absolutely cannot stand that song. Do you know why? Because she never actually tells you what her actual name is. <laughs> so grating. I, th- I think of anything, that that's kind of a... That was a song I just wasn't expecting, expecting it to say. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just so irritating. I can't. Oh, I'm trying to remember who it was now, and I can't think. I can hear it. But I could, yeah, yeah, I've got the I've got the song in my head now. Mm. <laughs> we'll look it up after. We will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was the final quickfire. It was. You've survived. Excellent. And and some and some new answers that we've not had before. I like to be a bit different. <laughs> Okay, so we've mentioned the new stuff that you've got coming up, and I know you've been playing some of the new stuff live as well. Are there any dates planned for a release of a single? Uh, we're really hoping to get the stuff sort of released, I'd say mid-year, because there's a lot of opportunities that I feel we are missing out on by stalling this album. I, I won't say we're stalling it, but we really are. It's just taking its time uh, due to uh, certain members of, of the crew, not maybe part of the band, but people we're, we're sort of using have had to take time to sort of maybe tour like um, and, and do other things. And there's also the financial burden, of course, but of course where we've got two members this year who are, whose, whose wives are giving birth. So we sort of really have to curb the spending uh, a bit because obviously they have to think about their, about their families. But um, that's one of the reasons why we thought it'd be a good idea to get the new shirts, obviously, because we, we, I, I feel like they're, they're good quality. You know they'll be releasing them next week, and they can really help us towards uh, towards the funding for the second album stuff. But it, it's getting really near. I'd say the songs are in the last phase of mixing and, and editing. We've found a guy who wants to master it for us, um, and we're excited to be with this guy. Let me just tell you that now. We've got some big names under his belt, um, and then 
we buy some merch, get CDs sorted, and then as soon as all that's ready and in place, we can get a campaign sorted with our our, our new manager, and um, get it uh, get it all out. Hopefully for the middle of the year. Excellent. Really looking forward to it because um, it's been is it four years since the last album. So I think War was two thousand September two thousand nineteen. So yeah, yeah, it's been oh my god, it's been four years. I've been I have been writing and recording this album for four years. God, that's that's Metallica, that's Metallica level. That has anything changed in terms of the process for recording or anything since the first album or the writing process as well? Uh, the writing has always sort of been done by me, but um, it, it was really difficult to get this uh, the um, recording for this album off the ground. Because the main reason it's been taking so long uh, was because we really had that that lineup problem. I think it was roughly end of end of twenty twenty, maybe twenty twenty one. I think when we came back after after Colville, we'd uh, lost a drummer, and for the first trifecta tour, we'd lost a bassist in there as well. So we were literally half a band doing what we could to get by um we we had our feel of people come in and, and try and help us out but it wasn't enough we needed a permanent presence so we started auditioning for the bass player first of all we got ray and then ray got zach in for us they knew each other and that's the lineup we all know today but trying to get an album recorded when the new people don't know your stuff it, it was borderline impossible so we had to do it pretty much instrument by instrument which obviously isn't the best way of, of doing an album but it, it, we did what we we could, and from what we have now, from what I thought it was going to be like, I I feel like it's going to be a pretty thunderous thunderous album. So, has any of the sort of style of the music changed, or anything from a kind of a sound point? Play, it's more succinct. It's it's a it's not as maybe as drawn out uh, as War was because the the old writing process for me when I was writing War was oh, i've got another riff let me just chuck it on the end of that song <laughs> it, it, it's, it'll sit there <laughs> pretty much yeah oh wait that, that one doesn't feel finished it's only nine minutes long let's chuck another riff on them and make it 11 but yeah let, let's face it war like the actual song we are revolution 11 and a half minutes long you could t- you could make that into three different songs realistically um but i i didn't want to stop when i was writing that album until i felt like the songs were finished uh with this one I'm more than willing to to make a few cutbacks in terms of rear of like times the riffs are going on, uh, cutting a couple of things by half, um, having things there that are somewhat more necessary. Uh, but it's I, I think like I'm just more willing to create more succinct stuff. I've learned what works and I've learned what doesn't. Things like a thousand eyes in the pack—they're short, they're fast, they're furious. They go from zero to sixty and punch you straight in the face, and in terms of Spotify, at least that seems to be like working because those are the ones with the highest sort of, of sort of streams. Because the longer songs are appreciated by some more. If I'm gonna make a, a long song now, I, I have to. My my band have made me promise to uh, at least cut it to about seven to eight minutes max. <laughs> There's no no chance of you going uh, Pink Floyd then, and it's kind of like thirty five minutes a track. Well, I mean, I guess with the longer songs, we could be considered prog thrash, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
I, I like to think we're we're more crossover thrash. Really, we have all those different elements inspiring the different variety of songs we do. Um, I, I'd say this this album is shorter, but uh, in in all the best ways possible. And you've already got quite a few dates booked in for this year. Is there any in particular that you're looking forward to? There's a ton this year. Since the year has started, and we've um, got under UK thrashers, and uh, we also have another secret manager in the background. Just you know, put that out there. Um, they've both been working really hard to uh, to sort us a year. And we've also got tours planned for the second album when it finally releases as well. We're trying to get overseas. So uh, we need to leave some time. And for, for the first time in a while, I, I think we've, we've actually had to say no to a few gigs. Oh, wow. <laughs> because we've, we've, we need to keep certain days free, certain times open so that we can start planning uh, more, important, uh, more important things. But there is such a, a hell of a lot of things going on this year that it breaks my brain a little, I would admit. Um, I'm really looking forward to Deprivation Festival, for starters. Uh, main stage on the Sunday with Evile yet again. Really excited to be back with those guys. They were really friendly last time at the December show, and they just felt so down to earth. I felt like I could talk to them. Like, when you when you're with a big band and... And you sort of say hello and they sort of meet you with a cold stare and a grunt. <laughs> a bit, it's very discerning. Um, uh, a bit like how, apparently how, how the guys from Candlemas met Slayer, first of all. <laughs> Collins walks up to Kerry King, goes, oh, hello. And Kerry King just goes, oh, what, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, I, really, I love the Evile because of how, how warm they were, how I chat to them, how they felt like there with us as opposed to being us being there for them uh yeah i'm really looking forward to that preparation we're going to thrash chester again we've got quite a decent decent um uh position in that in that festival an amazing lineup absolutely amazing with the entire trifecta on it it's going to be a big one and Imper- our brothers in imperium north ants open air which will be our first open air experience we're very much looking forward to that and you're on the main stage there i think we are on the main stage. I was very surprised to see to see that when we got sent the poster. We're sort of quite high up next to Imperium on the main stage. I was like, "Boy, this is going to be sick!" So uh, we, I'm going to head up there, camping for the entire three days, get absolutely crunk on the first day, play on the second day, get absolutely crunk for the third. <laughs> it's going to be really, uh, it's going to be really exciting. Very much looking forward to that. Tons of stuff. We're headlining Cardiff as well. That's going to be a, a really, really cool show. Um, yeah, that's just uh, so 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 much that we're looking forward to, and I, I do believe that Colville Metal Invasion is still happening as well, just under a uh, under a different banner. So, if uh, anyone thought it was going to be cancelled, we're listening to this, then it's not cancelled. It's still happening. We're still going to be main support for. Uh, I think it's sworn amongst um, on. I think on the inside stage on the Saturday, it's going to be absolutely magnificent. I love Colville. It's that's a great place. And one of the things that we're especially looking forward to is when you play on the twentieth of July with King Abyss in Mansfield. Oh yes, that is going to be a hell of a good show. Uh, obviously, it's a new venue, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, and it's so this is almost like a, like a, a the pack christening Mansfield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be really. 
this is going to be a really cool show. Um, we've got some stylistic options we've been talking about as a band as well to improve our image, and we're going to be slowly implementing that in the year. So come Mansfield, we're going to be you know, full image impact, so to speak. We'll come away for that one. We'll we've got tickets for that, so we will be there for that one. It's it's kind of like ten. The venue's ten fifteen minutes from where we live. Excellent, excellent. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be great. And so longer term for the band, then, are there any kind of hopes that you've got or is it like an ultimate venue that you want to work towards to play? Uh, I think going into it with the mindset of having a dream instead of a goal is sort of the way, wrong way of looking at it. It's, it's more like when you are in the band, you're in it for the long run anyway. If you're in it for the short run, what are you doing in a band? So like, when I started this, I always had the impression that as soon as I started it, I would be here from the very beginning to my very last moments. So I, I've always played by that. Whether people come, whether people go, I will always remain to head Thrasher Wolf, to be the proxy, to be the, the figurehead, so to speak, um, because it's essentially my baby. It is is my child. I've reared it. I've helped it grow i've i've seen it blossom so for this band i I, all i can see in my head or us like goaling for is just the very best it's main stages it's festivals it's it's european tours it's it's good record labels i want to see us do what the old legends of of the bygone eras have done make a name for ourselves grow the pack far and wide like that was also one of the things I wanted to do when I first started this band. I, I wanted, like you know, I wanted the pack. I wanted a, a group of of tens of thousands of people across the planet who are willing to help each other, to get to know each other, to be each other's friends, to really create a family feel. So I guess yeah, you could say that is one of the the goals that I have when it comes to Thrasher Warp is to build the pack far and wide take this band as far as it can go even if it means we are the first band in space i don't care (laughs) (laughs) we'll take us into space if necessary and play on i don't know play a gig on one of jack's satellites or something i don't know (laughs) right well thank you so much for joining us dan we can't wait to see you at the mansfield gig of course there's um northampton rock uh you're at the attic uh in nottingham as well deprivation festival and at thrash chester along with uh, a of other smaller gigs throughout the year that we are really looking forward to playing as well so honestly we cannot wait to see you guys we can't wait to see everyone who's listening to this come to the thrasher wolf gig to get merry to get absolutely crazy our, our new thing to go feral yeah we're, we're coining that one we want to we we want this to be this year to be thrasher wolf's year you know we're looking to make this the biggest year that we've ever had so we cannot wait to see everyone. Thank you all so much time. Thank you for your lovely support. Ready to Moshcast is awesome. Listen to them. They're brilliant. But thank you all so much. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, Dan. Pleasure. Well, we hope you enjoyed that interview. We had a great time chatting with Dan. Go check out the Thrasher Wolf dates. If you get a chance to see them, if they're near you, they're definitely worth watching. Like I said, we've seen them a couple of times now. And we've got tickets for another gig that they're playing. You can also find out what they're up to on their socials. Uh, Just look for Thresher Wolf and you'll come across those as well.
And don't forget, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, threads at Ready to Mosh Cast. And we're also on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Ready to Mosh. So give us a like, share, follow, five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. Write a nice review because that all really helps as well. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Make it stop, Moog.